Are you looking to learn more about investing in the central Indiana real estate market? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast with TNH Realty, where we discuss all things related to investing in the central Indiana real estate market. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Tallman with TNH Realty Services. We are a residential property management company that services the central Indiana market. With me once again today is Devin Hicks, our lead real estate agent here at TNH. Welcome to the show, Devin. Thank you. Very happy to be back. Yeah. So before we get started, I have to ask. Are you devastated that you did not get Taylor Swift tickets? Yeah, I am. You know, <laughs> the being waitlisted is not a great feeling. It's kind of an emotional roller coaster, but I will say I got to see her last time around in Cincinnati. So I right. was lucky. The first actually, my husband was lucky. I signed his email up and he's actually the one that got the oh, ticket. Wow. But yeah, I did get to see her the the tour. So I guess I can let somebody else have a turn this time around. Right. You know, if for people that aren't here, Taylor Swift announced two shows. Three. Three shows. Three mm-hmm. shows coming up like in 2024, I think. And there was all this, and they made a lot of news locally about how you had to get online to get a code. And then if you got a code, you get a ticket. And then the Indianapolis Business Journal wrote a story about it. It was big news. And I know you and along with other couple other people here tried to get in there and and we're all waitlisted. So hope hope you've recovered. I know it's a, yes. a blow. Yes. <laughs> all right. So Devin, it's August 17th. How's the real estate market in central Indiana? Tell me, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. I would say cooled off is probably mm-hmm. a good way to to put it. It does kind of remind me of when I first got licensed, I would say it it feels kind of like a similar market to that back in 2019-ish pre-COVID. So, you know, compared to what we we were going through, it feels slow, but I will say it it's probably more of just kind of a normal market. I think we're kind of back on a normal cycle and but it, it's definitely just not not what it has been. The mm-hmm. biggest things I'm noticing, especially on the list side, is is houses are, are sitting a little bit longer. Sellers are having to put better better products on the market. You kind of have to do more to to kind of put your best foot forward. Buyers are a lot more picky with I think just with interest rates being higher. Buyers are definitely you know taking their time a little bit more and and I think trying to not jumping on the first thing that they're looking at. So. Things are definitely sitting longer. Inventory is still incredibly low. I know I think we're going to talk about some of the, the MIBOR numbers, but very low inventory. So that's still creating somewhat, you know, of a, of a competitive market for sure. But, you know, things are sitting a little bit longer. Things are selling a little below list in most areas. It's not, it's not a frenzy like we've been experiencing. Yeah, I think we should talk about a few MIBOR numbers here. And MIBOR, for those who don't know, stands for the Metropolitan Indianapolis Board of Realtors. It's our governing agency here in central Indiana. We put all homes through it. But we're back. The interesting thing, you know, we dipped our, our median sales price dipped a little bit below 300. So we hit 300 sometime last year. I don't remember. 
But in July, we were back to 300,000 as our median sales price. So pricing is being very resilient. The biggest changes, and we're seeing this month over month over month now, is the decrease in closed sales and the new listings. So the homes that are closing and the homes that are going on the market are down 20 plus percent year over year. There's just not many people entering the market on either side of it, wanting to sell or buy. And it's just really pushed down. So it seems like the ones that that do go on the market, you know, days on market, strangely enough, is up, but it's nine, mm-hmm. right? And I know we were running into that one to three range <laughs> for the last, you know, a couple of years ago, at least, but it's still fairly competitive because there's just not much on there. But like you mentioned, I think you got to go in strong. I think you have to, you know, the price has to be competitive. The condition has to be good because buyers, you know, they're not overly motivated. And I think a driver of that, I was talking to another agent friend of mine yesterday, is that people aren't overly motivated to sell a home where they're getting maybe like two and seven eighths mortgage. Like they have a two and seven eighths percent mortgage and transition to a six and a half or 7% mortgage. You know, you have to have, they have to be very motivated and the product has to be perfect is what this agent friend of mine said for people to, to kind of get off that fence. So uh, I would say that the interest rates have put the intended chill in the market. People are just not selling. People are not buying like they used to. So, so I think this is a good segue into our topic today because it's still hard out there for investors. And I want to get kind of granular on an area that we have success in because, you know, a lot of investors are having a hard time still buying homes, but this is an area that we're having some success in and that's Anderson. So I thought it makes sense to, to kind of do a, you know, do a little digging on this area. Devin, you know it really well. And I guess to a bigger point, we may start doing more of these kind of where to invest type episodes, spending some time on specific cities around central Indiana for people who don't live here, which are most people that invest here don't live here, that may not understand, you know, Anderson or Greenwood or Shelbyville or whatever, we may spend some time over the next several months kind of going in and and doing some deeper analysis in this. So let's start with Anderson, Indiana. Devin, just give us a quick background on Anderson, where it is, and just kind of that Wikipedia kind of background on, on Anderson, Indiana. Yeah, so Anderson's a, a town about 45 minutes um, north northeast of Indianapolis. If you're looking at a map, it's it's kind of between Indy and Muncie. It's kind of an easy way to to find it. Um, it's a very stereotypical blue collar town. It's kind of small town Midwest feel. The population is hovering around 55,000. So, you know, similar to a few of the other suburbs of Indianapolis, honestly, you know, I'd say some of the some of the kind of larger employers that you will find there. There's a very large Nestle plant that uh, is one of the largest employers there. There is a Harris Casino and, and racetracks. There is a community hospital as well. I think those are kind of some of the the largest employers. I know I did find an interesting fact as well, Jeremy. I know you're a big Dodgers fan. I am. So there's a player. Yeah. Butchering his name, but Carl Carl Erskine apparently Carl, is Carl Erskine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's from Anderson, Indiana, and he actually opened an elementary school there that's still operating today. So, I thought that wow, 
I did not know that. I know Carl Erskine lives in Anderson. Tom, and I think this kind of moves into the next topic I wanted to go over. We have a lot of people at TNH that live in Anderson or around Anderson, mm -hmm. which I find interesting. And, you know, it it is, to, to break it down even further, since Scott and I started doing real estate, becoming, you know, buying rentals and buying flips eventually, it seems like a lot of the contractors that we used were from the Anderson area. So it's just, it's always been, you know, something that Anderson's always been there for us in terms of not only contractors, but also employees now. And Tom Hunt, our maintenance supervisor, maintenance manager, he, he lives there with his wife who also works here. And he had told me, you know, all about Carl Erskine and then, and had given me actually a baseball card of Carl Erskine, which I used to be a huge baseball card collector. And when we made our last move, literally just gave most of them away because it just, there's, you know, <laughs> that industry has kind of had a, a tough little run here, but, and, you know, it's also about Anderson too. I'll say I was never a huge fan of the area and it was mainly because I just didn't know much about it. Right. And I kind of bought into the, maybe some of the stereotypes it's blue collar. It's, it's a lower rent area. You're not going to find a lot of qualified tenants, but I do remember kind of the tipping point for us into the market. It was a few years ago where an investor that we worked with, he had some properties here in, in Indianapolis and, and then bought one in Anderson and said, Hey, would you guys take this on for us? So we never like our clients, unless it goes way out of our, our territory to have to use a different management company for obvious reasons. And so we said, okay, well, you know, we have people that live there. We have self-showing technology. Let's do it. And we decided, you know, again, we decided as a staff kind of like, let's just, let's just move ahead. And I was really shocked that house leased so quickly. It was a nice house too, but we've just had some good success up there. And, and it's a market that obviously you're a big fan of. So let's talk about some of the pros, like some of the things, the good things about Anderson. So if I'm an investor, Devin, and you're talking to me about Anderson, what are the things you're telling investors about the reasons why you should invest there? Yeah, I would say first and foremost, just the, the purchase price to rent ratio is better than anything you're going to find in Indy for the quality of the area. You know, there's definitely neighborhoods in Indy where you, you can find that, but they're usually rougher areas that we're probably not going to recommend just for, mm -hmm. for other negative issues that those neighborhoods bring. So kind of for, for what you're getting the area you're getting into, the quality of tenant that we've experienced um, up there anyway, price to rent ratio, you can still find the 1% rule, exceed the 1% rule, which really just it's hard not exist in Indy, you know, in, in decent or better areas. So first and foremost, you have a much better chance at cash flow. So investors that have, you know, more of an emphasis on, on that goal, definitely better chance of, of cash flow, especially right now with the way rates are. You get way more bang for your buck. As of 2020, the median home value there was 80,000. So wow. Wow. very, very affordable, you know, so I, I work with a lot of newer investors that, you know, it's their first one. They don't want to invest a ton of capital upfront. They're, you know, kind of testing it out. So it, it's a great option for, for investors that don't want to have to come in with a $60,000 down payment right. that can, can find some really decent houses for, for very affordable. I'd say 
the average home price that we're helping purchase for a single family is probably between 80 and 120,000. Mm-hmm. It's pretty typical for, for Anderson. The, this might be, some people might not see this as a good thing per se, but the, just the overall property values are lower. So the taxes are much, much lower. So mm-hmm. that kind of helps put more margin in numbers as well. You know, a, you could have the same exact price property, but that assessed value is going to be a lot higher in Indy, driving those taxes up a lot more. So you will right. lower property taxes, which helps a ton, especially now that they went up so much this this last assessment. From what we've experienced, I think I think last we looked, we managed around 30 to 40 properties in Anderson at this point. So okay. that's a, a pretty decent sample size. The rental demand is fantastic. For everything that we leased there in 2022 average days on market was only 17 so when you're taking into account the slow season in winter that's really good (laughs) that's you know not bad at all so you know really good rental demand from from what we've leased up there anyway there's lower violent and property crime i know it's much smaller population than indy but per capita the crime up there the crime rate is significantly lower so you know that's that's always a good thing so yeah, on on paper, and I do get pushback from investors because on paper, it really doesn't look incredibly stellar. And, and on paper, I probably would consider it more of a C-class area. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've we've just had great success, great experience compared to a lot of other areas. So right now, so I think the the overriding theme here is there's just more opportunity. Right up in Anderson, I've I've seen I've talked to investors around here, and you mentioned Anderson. They kind of wrinkle their nose, kind of like I did, honestly, maybe three or four years ago. But then I look at photos, and I, you know, see homes rent that quickly. It's like these are nice homes. We're getting qualified people, just like we always do. And like you mentioned, to have a twelve month average of thirty days on mar of seventeen days on market, rather, that's impressive. I didn't know that, so that that's that's good to know. And I think investors would be interested. Uh, to hear that. So, okay. So we've talked about what you like about it. Let's talk about some of the cons. Like I'm sure you get into discussions with investors and, you know, maybe they've read something, maybe they have different goals for their property, but why are, what are some reasons where people may not want to invest there or are at least at the, at the start, very leery of investing there? Yeah. I'd say one of the the biggest things that people see is there was a there was a GM plant in Anderson that was the lifeblood of that town for decades and it went away and so it put that town through a significant economic decline. So there's a lot of years where, you know, population just dissipated, poverty went up. So it did go through a very significant economic decline and I would say it really only semi-recently kind of started to to bounce back. Like you said, we really kind of started hitting hitting it up there just within the last few years. So I think other investors and people have kind of caught on as well. So I think there is kind of some some money getting put back in, investment getting put back into the city. So I think one of the biggest things is there's just not uh, a great track record yet to see if if it's going to stabilize out and continue to improve, you know, I think there is still kind of a risk that it's just stays really stagnant or 
it kind of goes back into decline. So I think that that's kind of a, a fear that investors have. And, you know, it's warranted. It definitely did take a pretty big hit. So I think it, it's kind of yet to be seen if it will kind of continue. I know the population slightly increased from 2022 or yeah, 2021 to 2022. So, you know, I, I think there's some good indicators, but you know, it not a great track record yet. So, right. Well, that that's interesting because Indiana, generally speaking, has lost population. Like, mm-hmm. a, well, I'll, I'll say this. There's a lot of small towns like Anderson that have seen population decreases. Mm-hmm. And so for it to actually see an increase this past year, that's a positive sign. You know, right. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. You probably don't know what the, if there's 55,000 people there today, what was the population 25 years ago when that factory was up and running and people were gainfully employed and things like that. But the reality is, you know, Anderson is a microcosm of a lot of other manufacturing factory towns like Detroit. You know, that's the, that's the biggest example we have, but Gary, Indiana is another example of that where industry was so big up there and it just, it's not anymore. Anderson's, you know, just, it's, it's similar. It's just as much smaller, smaller town, but they have this a similar effects on an economy when the main employer goes away. So absolutely. Yeah. Another pushback I do get is, and I understand, you know, if you're out of state, you don't know the area super well. If you look at a map, it, it looks, it does look very, very far from the city. Mm-hmm. So that's a fear that people have of just finding qualified tenants and things like that. But, you know, I think we have a lot of investors from, you know, the West Coast, East Coast. So they're used to their, you know, two to three hour traffic for a half an hour commute. Whereas here, you know, a 40 minute commute is a 40 minute commute. You might add on 15 minutes during rush hour, but it's not, it's not bad. And like you said, we have several employees now that, that all live in Anderson and, and commute into the office and the broader Ripple area. So it's, it's really not, not that bad, but it, it's definitely, you know, one of the reasons I get for investors not wanting to get that far out of the city. That's, that's another thing I get, but, but really, yeah, I would say kind of the economic factor is, is the biggest kind of thing that it doesn't, it doesn't look great on paper and, and investors are, are kind of leery of that. The median income is, is pretty low. I think it's like, 38,000, something like that. So Mm -hmm. I think those have been the main concerns, but from our experience anyway, we've really been able to kind of show the opposite for for some of those concerns. And we have no issues finding qualified tenants. I I would say I'm not on the rental side, so I, I don't hear about every little thing that happens, but I know when adverse events happen with properties that we manage, we usually, they're usually talked about and discussed, you know, right. and there's been very few instances of things happening in Anderson. You're right. As You're right. far as evictions, squatters, prop, you know, vandalism. I mean, I've I can only think of maybe one or two instances the whole time we've been managing up there. So it's it's been a good experience overall. I think. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good point. And you know, the bottom line: Indian, Indianapolis, Central Indiana, is a commuter area, right? We don't have great public transportation here. They've made some attempts at it. Um, so it's not uncommon for people to drive 40, 45 minutes to work. And so, you know, people in Greenwood, for example, or Johnson County anyway, could have that experience depending on where they work. But if you get, you, you know, there's plenty of very good jobs on the north side of Indianapolis. And if you choose to live in Anderson, you're going to pay a whole lot less. <laughs> you're going to have a little commute down 69, but 
at the same time, you're going to get a lot, like you mentioned, a lot more bang for your buck and still have a good job here in, in Indianapolis. So Devin, can you kind of wrap this up? Give me some good examples, maybe uh, of just some properties that we've recently purchased. You know, we don't have to give addresses obviously, but if you can just kind of give us some, some overall numbers of examples of homes that we've, we've purchased for investors. Yeah, we we got one about a couple months ago. We closed on one for a client in South Anderson, four bed, two bath, brick ranch. Nothing fancy at all. Very you know basic finishes. He he bought it for one hundred thirty thousand, and we leased it for fourteen twenty five, pretty quickly. Nice. So he had to put a little bit of work into it, I think. But but yeah, it, it was definitely priced you know accordingly. So yeah, that was that was a really good one. Um, happy with that. There was a really good burr project that we helped a client with. He he purchased it for one hundred and eleven thousand, a four bed, two bath. I think he put about forty thousand into the rehab, and it's easily worth probably two fifteen to two twenty. So that's nice. pretty much it's better than a perfect burr by industry mm-hmm. standards. I think so. Yeah, really great deal. That was um, a really a really good one uh, for that. I know there's a lot of people looking to do kind of that burr method um, right now that I speak with. So you can find those up there as well. One more that we have was a duplex. This was the last year that we we closed on this one, but really nice two bed, one bath per side duplex. We actually manage a couple in the neighborhood. So, but yeah, he, he purchased it for 190,000. He did get a pretty big credit on the back end to do some inspection repairs but still $190,000 purchase price. And there, there was a long-term tenant in one side. So they're paying a little bit less. They're only paying eight twenty-five, but the other side's paying ten fifty, And that's, that's right. about market rent. So, you know, right. theoretically he'll, he'll eventually be getting ten fifty dollars aside for a $190,000 duplex. So. Yeah. And I think investors listening would say that's, they would do that all day long. Yeah. Right. So well, this is great, Devin. I appreciate all your insight into it. I think the overriding, you know, if they put a button on this thing is that Anderson offers a lot of value. It's not a market for everybody. It's just going to be, you know, there's no market for everybody. It's just going to have to be what your personal investment goals are. But if you're looking to get in on some relatively inexpensive real estate that can cash flow, then Anderson might be your market, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Devin, thank you. I appreciate all your time. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. Yeah. We hope everyone has picked up some information that'll help them with their investing. We'll be back in two weeks with another podcast. In the meantime, we encourage you to share this podcast with your investing friends. Leave us a review and don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and please stay invested in your investment.